to ladies and gents it's 4 p.m pacific standard time and it's ready to rock and roll on the business bros podcast and if you're looking to make six figures as a freelancer then you're definitely wanting to tune in today's show because that's exactly what we're going to be talking about but let's get the show on the road here we go shut up and sit down the business bros podcast was created for you Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. Yeah, here we go. All right, James, it's time for you to do your thing. Drop some heat. All right, all you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today knows the power of that 80-20 rule. She uses it to her benefit and teaches others how to master their mindsets, set clear goals, and ruthlessly prioritize the 20% of activities in your day that generate 80% of your results. Today's guest is a design strategist, Forbes Council's business coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and digital nomad. Having worked with more than 50 startups and coached thousands of consultants, our guest is now helping freelancers, consultants, and creatives of all kinds start businesses land their clients and lead their desires by their lives by design not by default if you're ready to find your freedom and escape your golden handcuffs tune in to hear how our guest can help you get there joining us today out of tucson arizona to teach you how to book yourself solid welcome to the show kate Bagoy. Uh, clearly, I'm not in Tucson, as you can see by the sea behind me. Oh, um, yeah. But that is where I am based. Uh, <laughs> Oceanfront property in Arizona. That's trip. it right there. Exactly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dream, right? If only. If only. It, well, all we got to do is let California sink into the ocean, <laughs> and then we'll be we'll be good. Then you're no problem. No problem. You'll have that beachfront property. I got a front row ticket. I'm just waiting. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope it don't happen. All right. Uh, let's jump into this thing. Six figures is something that a lot of freelancers want to get to, but there's always some sort of hurdle, some sort of block that uh, stops them from getting there. Uh, how did you get to that six figure marker? And then uh, how did you start teaching people how to do that? First, it was a lot of trial and error. I mean, I, I tried freelancing a handful of times and, you know, would, would have a, a great corporate job, quit my job, start freelancing and find myself, you know, basically searching the sofa for pennies to, to buy pizza um, and would end up back in a corporate job. Um, when I got really serious about it and, and like dedicated uh, after spending 
God, probably close to 10 years working with different startups and learning all these marketing techniques, I got really serious and I dedicated myself to starting a business. And so I hired a coach and I did some training and I, I started to apply the same practices that I was doing in my work to my business. Um, but the most important thing really around getting to six figures, it's purely mindset. Uh, the majority of the people that I talk to that, that start freelancing don't have the confidence to demand high rates. They don't, they're not clear on what they want. They're not clear on their offer and they don't know how to talk about what they do in a manner that sells what they do. They just say, oh, I'm a, I'm a designer. I have time to do your work. Uh, and that's not a compelling sales pitch. So if you get really clear and focused on what you want, you dedicate yourself to starting a business um, and then you learn how to market yourself. It's a totally different game. So marketing yourself, you know, that kind of comes with the confidence, right? You did yeah. something that well, you said something that was kind of subtle to me, uh, but I find that it's actually very important. When you decided to get serious about your business, you said you looked for a coach. Yeah. Why? Uh, because I had tried multiple times before and, uh, and, and it hadn't worked, obviously. Like, sure, I got some clients, but it was mostly these cheap clients who wanted me to do a lot of work for not a lot of money. They were pains in the ass to work with. And when I was like, no, I'm going to make this happen. I am committed to being a business owner. I am committed to being a freelancer. And I'm, I'm going to give it a good solid try for one year. And if I can't replace my salary then okay, then I'm done with this journey, right? But um, I knew I was going to need help because I had struggled before. And every business owner that I had talked to, everyone that I had, had met that was successful already or was doing what I wanted to do had found a mentor or a coach or a training program that taught them how to do what they wanted to do. What makes like a good coach? Because I mean, there are a ton of coaches out there right now. I yeah. mean, we do a show every single day. You're like episode 830 something, right? So, I mean, I've met some coaches that, you know, let's say they're not so coachy like, and then yeah. there's some that are just phenomenal. How do you yeah. know the difference between one that's going to get you from point A to Z and one that's just going to take your check? Yeah, and that's a tough one. And there are there are a lot of shady people out here. Anybody can call themselves a coach. Um, what I look for or what I recommend people look for when they're looking for a coach or a mentorship is one, somebody that's actually done what you want to do. Hmm. There are a lot of coaches that are going to tell you they're going to teach you how to do a six-figure business, but they don't have any proof that they've ever actually done it themselves. In fact, a lot of coaches are broke. Um, then you have the yep. really big coaches, right? That are exceptionally good at marketing and they will take your $2,000, um, payment for their six week program. And it will teach you absolutely nothing you need to know. <laughs> I've invested in quite a few of those because they don't have the strategy behind it. They're purely about getting you pumped up and excited about it. And that can go a long way. If you are excited about going into business and, and excited to take the next step and all of that, that can carry you a long way. But if you're spending 80% of your time on the wrong stuff, you're still gonna struggle. Mm. So you wanna look for somebody that's done what you wanna do. You wanna look for somebody that is, in, in a perfect world, they're a blend between a coach and a, and a strategist or a consultant, right? They can actually give you actionable items, not just keep you on the confident path. Um, unless, you know, you're a business pro and you know everything to do to market and brand your business and get clients. And all you need is somebody to come in and kick your butt and say, okay, pick up the phone and go get the calls. Um, you know, a confidence coach could work for you, but you want to look for somebody that has a blend. The 
six-figure marker is one of those things that uh, that freelancers want to get to, right? Yeah. But I find that oftentimes they end up being self-employed. And they end up leaving their corporate job to own this job. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about creating, you know, helping freelancers get from point A to point Z, are you talking about owning your job or are you talking about helping them build an actual business? It's a bit of both. So typically the the fastest path for cash when you're getting started, you are self-employed. Absolutely. Freelance is self-employed. Um, now, if you're going to start an agency and you're going to start outsourcing, that's where you start to grow the business. But when you're just getting started and you need to get to capital quickly, doing the work yourself is often the fastest way to do that. Um, and you can capitalize on your experience and your skills and your personal brand that you've already somehow created over the years, whether you've realized it or not, all of the personal connections you've created. Um, but what I do with my six-figure freelancers is I, I teach them to start planning for passive income as well and start looking at the long term, right? Because you don't necessarily want to work eight to 10 hours a day every day doing design or development or whatever it is that you're um, going after in your business. You want to look at, okay, how am I going to plan for retirement? How am I going to take paid time off? Um, and that usually comes from passive income. It looks or from hiring a team who can take some of the source, uh, the work away from you. What kind of uh, time commitment does a freelancer need to have? I mean, we got into business usually because we don't want to clock in our nine to five. We want to have control of our own schedule. But I've noticed sometimes having control of your own schedule means you don't have a schedule. So, you know, what kind of time commitment do we need? It really, it, it's totally dependent on the freelancer, right? And it depends on the type of work that you do. And it, it depends on how you decide to target your skills. So for me right now, I'm contracting. So I am literally, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm freelance in that I don't have um, a W-2 and all of that, but I, I like generally work eight to five. Uh, Cause I was, I needed a break after I had COVID last year. I was just like, I just need to do something easy. Mm -hmm. So I took a contract. So that's a freelance contract. But that, but when I was doing design, for instance, which was my first business, my first successful business, I decided to target startups uh, that were early stage. They had gotten some funding, but weren't like high enough funding to hire an agency um, at $50,000 to design their products. And I would design their MVP for them and help them build their decks so that they could get more funding. Um, and so for me, that's a very intensive job. And I would uh, do a project and it would be like a month of more or less full-time work. But then I would take two months off because mm. it was a twenty dollars to $30,000 project. Yeah. Um, so I was able to do that. But there are other designers that, uh, you know, charge less. There are other designers that charge a hell of a lot more. I have one client that uh, his first year as a freelancer, he brought home 400K. Mm. Um, it Very just depends good. on yeah. your skill well, level. Yeah. And, and earlier you talked about how freelancers early on don't value themselves the right way. They don't price themselves out. They don't have that, that value prop, their unique selling proposition. So yeah. How do they how do you give them the confidence to stand out and and get themselves in a position where they can market themselves, where they're confident, where maybe they have that elevator pitch or that sales uh, presentation lockdown? Uh, what I do with my clients is I, I have them go through kind of a framework. So the first part is around getting clarity around uh, a what you want to do, b what you're good at. Right. So everybody has a, a certain set of skills that you can do. Like I'm really good if I sit down at Excel uh, at building formulas and spreadsheets, but I would kill myself if I had to do that eight hours a day. <laughs> 
So you want to make sure not to build a business around the things that you don't like to do. You want to find that perfect blend of the things that you're good at and that you enjoy. Um, and then you want to find a market for that, right? So then we go into the market planning, which is, all right, this is this is my, my sweet spot. I am great at designing X, Y, or Z for this type of client or audience. Um, who needs that? And we start looking at industries and audiences and we get really clear. And then we get really clear on what is the value of what I do for them in dollar amounts, right? So I like to, uh, I like to have people take an example. Um, so let's say that you're a designer and you design t-shirts. And I use this one just because it was my first job was, was doing production art for t-shirts. But let's say you design t-shirts for a big company and that company then sells that t-shirt for $24. And over the course of two years, they sell a million t-shirts. They've made $24 million off of that one hour t-shirt design that you did. So was that worth $20.50? Oh, or yeah. was it worth a hell of a lot more? Way more, way more. So you take the time, right? You take the time to understand the value of what you're really doing. Because you're not offering just graphic design. You're not offering just web design. You are offering a communication system. You are offering more sales, increased value for this company that is hiring you. But you have to understand what those benefits are that you're offering so that then you can talk about what you do in a manner that makes people go, yeah, you're worth paying for. Even if you're just starting off, because there's a lot of, you know, that's that's a great case study that you just shared with us, right? But there are a lot of people who may not have case studies yet. How do, you know, where, where do I price myself there? I have zero confidence because I've never actually done this before. I know I'm good at what I do. I got good grades in my design school or whatever it is. I'm ready to freelance. I've had some experience. I just don't have any case studies. So should I do some free stuff? Like what, I, how do I differentiate myself when it comes to my, my marketing? If you are brand, brand new to your craft, um, yeah, you might want to do some free stuff or some discounted stuff. So one of the things that I did as a designer that the first time I started freelancing and full disclosure, I failed that first time, right? I, I was like my first web design, for instance, I think after I figured out what I, uh, how many hours I spent on it versus what I got paid, I, I earned like 54 uh, cents per hour. Um, <laughs> But one of the things that I did, because I was relatively early on, was I looked for some nonprofits that had really bad websites and said, hey, can I update your website for you? Mm. Right. And I did that for experience. Um, and I, I, you know, I got enough to maybe pay rent. Um, so I did it for a discount for a type of client that really needed it. And I worked with some crappy clients because I had to, because I needed to get that experience. Once you get a couple of jobs under your belt and you start to get the flow, that's going to A, help you build your confidence, but B, it's going to also help you understand what you are good at and are not. Like if you are brand new out of school, you don't even know yet. Mm -hmm. Like you know, I studied graphic design in my undergrad and like I was good at that, but I couldn't do it all day. Um, which is why I got into tech and I got into web and then I got a master's degree in business and right, like I get bored real easy. And if I had built a business at 21 doing graphic design, it would have been a disaster. Oh, imagine all that time wasted. You'd have been pulling your hair. You don't look like me. <laughs> all right. Well, we're living in the age of, well, what, what they're calling this area is the great resignation, right? Yeah. There's so many people who are leaving that nine to five because they just don't want to go to an office. They got used to Zoom calls. They got used to a digital space. Their business is operating at home. And then all of a sudden they want to come back. They're like, nah, 
I'm going to scratch that or designers or programmers. So I'm always, I'm always one person who's like, look, I don't care if you have a job, you should always have a side hustle. You don't necessarily have to resign from your job, but you need to have a side hustle. So can anybody become a freelancer? Like, is that just something that anybody could start picking up and doing? Generally speaking, yeah. If you have a service or a skill that you can sell uh, and you can do it in your off time, absolutely. Um, I mean, I've, I also side hustle as a designer and as a coach and as a course creator, right? Uh, I'm also a big fan of the side hustle. And, and sometimes that is actually the best way to get into freelancing because you can start landing some clients, you build your confidence, you build your, your extra income, and then that gives you that cushion for when you do decide that you just no longer can handle your permitted uh, employer. So really what you want to do is figure out what are the skills you have that you could monetize? Mm. You know, do you, are you a creative? I mean, I've had clients over the years, people that have come through my programs or that I've met that are like, I had a gal that was making a fair bit of money organizing people's closets on the weekend. And mm. she had started doing it for fun. And then people started to offer to pay her for it. And then she actually built a business where they would go to people's homes in, uh, I think it was, I think she was in Southern Georgia. Um, and they would spend a weekend and they would just go through and organize their entire closet for them. Um, I've had other clients, you know, doing just nothing but banner ads like this, not, not a big deal anymore. This was years ago, but like, designing banner ads and they, he would just do that you know a few hours every night and brought in a couple extra thousand dollars a month yeah speaking of organizing the closet i'm not the most organized person <laughs> in the world right but i check out some people on tiktok every once in a while and i watch them design their closets or organize oh the refrigerator right and Ooh. you see them put stuff in i'm like wow first of all i'm thinking to myself i don't know my eye would never put things in that order right number one and number two it wouldn't last. Like, I don't know how they maintain those things. <laughs> I don't right? think they do. I don't think no. anybody keeps their closet that clean. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. But it looks good. And you're willing to pay somebody to come over and do that. That's one of the, yeah. the amazing things. Uh, you know, there's 24 hours in a day and we're often wasting a lot of them, right? Yeah. I mean, I know my, uh, my students, my kids keep telling me to watch Squid Games. And I'm like, okay, look. I got, a, I got a break in November, Thanksgiving break. I will binge watch that show. And if you wasted my time, <laughs> I'm going to come back to you. Now, speaking of that, like there's already 24 hours in the day, right? There's so many people who are going to do that, who are going to waste that time. And they could have used that time to develop a skill to, to do some of this freelance work. How difficult is it to get started? Like everybody's so hesitant on, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Always the gotta, never the actual action of doing it. Yeah. So what does it actually take to get started? Yeah. And that, and that's the, the number one reason that most people uh, don't succeed is that they never just, they, they don't take the action at all. We talk ourselves out of things and we, we get so focused on everything being perfect and the timing being right and doing every single thing that we never do a single thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's one of the things that I work with a lot of my clients as well is like, back it up, dude. Like 20% of your activities are going to bring you 80% of your results. Your job at the beginning is to figure out what is that 20%. Uh, and then once you figure it out is do it consistently and, you know, 1% of action every day over the course of a year is going to get you a lot more result at the end of that year than zero action 
at all. So like, what is one thing you can do today to get closer to your, your goal? It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be sending out an email to everyone you know and saying, hey, I've decided to offer some freelance services um, on nights and weekends because I want to, you know, I want to do something fun mm-hmm. and seeing who bites, right? I've, people get into business that way uh, and then and see where it goes from there. Or you can go the more complicated route and you can spend a year and a half working on a business plan that you'll ultimately throw in the trash. <laughs> right? so I do a 90-minute business plan. It, you know, One of the consulting calls I do, 90 minutes together, and we sit down and we go, okay, who's your target market? What's your, your ideal service? Let's price it out. What's the value of this? Uh, and then we create a go-to-market plan, which is, all right, let's make a list of 100 people that you know today that are either in your target market or know somebody within your target market. And you can reach out to them and say, here's what I'm going to be doing now. Who do you know mm. that needs this service? But Kate, I don't like selling. I hate it when people call me and try to sell me stuff. You're going to turn me into a salesperson? If that's what it's going to be, I don't know if I want to do this freelance thing, right? Like, okay, the reality is, yes, you have to sell your shit. Like, that's just the, that's just part of the gig. How do we get over this stuff, right? I mean, I mean, you have clients that I'm sure you put together that list. Here are the 100 people that you talk to the most. Here is your, your business plan. Here's your value. Now go out and make those calls. And then you check in with them and they made like two calls. And they yep. didn't actually talk about their business. They talked about what else was going on. Yep. Uh, in business, it's all about relationships. How do I yes. bring this relationship to a profitable conversion versus just picking up the phone and being social? That's where the confidence comes in, uh, one of it, and the clarity. Like once you start to actually get clear around the value of what you offer, it becomes a lot more easy to talk about it. Um, but there's also a mindset shift to realize that like, we love to buy things. Yes. We love to buy things. We just don't like to feel like it's being shoved down our throat and we don't mm-hmm. want to buy things that we don't need or want. But there are people out there, that, I mean, particularly right now, like if anybody is listening and you have any sort of design skills in the tech industry, you have no excuse for not having more work than you can handle. It is fire right now. I get like five recruiting emails a day um, and I could go back to them and say, no, I'm not interested in a full-time job, but you know, I'll do five hours a week for you at uh, $300 an hour and I could probably pick all of that up. Um if you see a need in the market and somebody has a legitimate need for your services, you're not selling them. You're not pushing them. You're not being sleazy and you're not being slimy. Your job as an entrepreneur or as a business owner is to make sure that A, people are aware you exist mm-hmm. and that B, they know what you do and C, they know how to get in contact with you if they want to get involved in what you do. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Now I'm gonna give you another excuse because I'm just I'm just full of them, right? I got excuses because everybody you got talked to has them, right? Absolutely. Okay, Kate, but I don't know a hundred people. I, I'm new to the city. I don't really have a lot of friends and family. How you know? Is there any platform? Is there any place I can go to put my information so that people can call me? Of course there is. There's all sorts of directories online and you can get started that way. It's a slower route to grow. So when you're getting started, you have three types of capital in your business. You have money you have time and you have relationships. Mm -hmm. And if you can capitalize on your relationships, you're gonna save yourself time and money. Um, And vice versa, you got a lot of money to burn, you can hire people to go find you clients and then you can grow that way, right? Uh, Otherwise you have time and you have sweat equity. Um, 
there, I'm a super introvert, believe it or not. You know, you'll see me on this video and you, and uh, that's because I pump myself up and I, I can talk to people and it, you know, Same. all of that. Right. But I don't love, I, I don't cold call. I have never cold called anybody. I have cold emailed though. Um, when I was doing freelance, I made a list. Um, I had actually just moved to Savannah, Georgia from Portland, Oregon, where I had, I had previously been in Portland for 13 years. I didn't know anybody in Savannah. Um, but I made a list of every tech company that I could come across in the South. I found meetup groups that were related to tech. I found monthly business networking events that were in my uh, new town. And then I sent out emails to all of these different organizations and said, hey, I'm new to Savannah. I have got 10 years experience in tech and, and product design. Uh, if you need any help, let me know. And that's as simple as selling. And within a couple of weeks, I had more work than I could handle. Mm. And I haven't worked for anybody else until this year when I took this contract up. That's that's a great strategy, though. Like, okay, so James, my producer on the show, he has another show called Practicing Polyamory. And mm -hmm. the way he launched the show is almost exactly how you're describing. He went on a poly-friendly website, got 700 emails off this website, which took him a long time. And then he literally cold emailed all of them. He went from having no presence in his community to having a huge presence in his community. He's getting over, I don't know, I think last week we checked, it was like 16 or 1800 downloads a week. Like it's yeah. crazy how he's growing uh, and, and building that audience through cold emails. I hated cold calling myself. It sucks. I never liked it. Just dying, waiting for somebody to answer the phone and yell at me. It was not comfortable for me. So I started this thing called a podcast and all of a sudden our show's booked out 10 weeks in advance. And I talked to random strangers like Kate, who's <laughs> crushing it in her industry that I never would have picked up the phone and talked to in the first place. Yeah. The methods are out there, Kate. They're, they're like, okay. you just got to decide to do it. So if, if, uh, if people want to work with you, what are they going to find at six figure, uh, freelancer.com? Wow. How, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, so if you go to sixfigurefreelancers.com right now, we're on a wait list period because um, I'm taking a little break from my coaching practice. Um, but you can opt in, you can get our free training and you'll get my productivity kit, which is going to have your guide to getting clarity around that business that you want to create and around your first steps of action. You're going to get my uh, day planner um, or my priority planner, excuse me, so you can figure out what are your 20% activities moving forward in your business. Um, and then you'll get a free training video that's going to give you a, a higher level idea of what branding and marketing really is. And hopefully is going to take away that fear that you do have to be this sleazy, slimy salesperson and you have to work 800 hours a week to get anywhere because you don't. My motto is less hustle, more flow, right? Focus mm -hmm. on the 20% of activities that are going to bring you those things. It can take a little time to figure out what those 20% activities are for you. But once you figure it out, it's smooth sailing. Like at this point, I, I really don't do any marketing. We stopped doing social media. Um, most of my clients come in from SEO because as an introvert, I like passive stuff. Yes. I like to write. Um, and so I write and I put up blog posts and I hire other people to bring uh, blog posts and that drives traffic. So there's a million ways to grow a business. The key is to take the next step, to get started, to take consistent action, and to figure out what your 20% is. Awesome. Now, got to ask this question because yeah. we all got into business for this one purpose. We wanted more time. We wanted more money, right? Now that you've got your business down to that 80-20, you have more time. What, is your look, what does your life look like now? And what would you tell yourself when you were first leaving that corporate job? 
Oh my gosh. I had no idea the adventures that I would have uh, through this experience. Uh, my life now is, is a little weird. COVID uh, threw some, some wrenches in my plan. Um, but not too long after I started my first freelance business, um, I ended up traveling the world with, a, with Remote Year, which is a company that puts together a, a travel itinerary and a group of people and you travel the world together. Um, and I spent three and a half years traveling abroad as a digital nomad, just living out of my suitcase. I lived in like 22 different countries. Um, and along the way, I started this program, Six Figure Freelancers, and then I started doing personal coaching and was doing high-end business coaching for a lot of people. Um, and now I'm kind of at this weird spot because COVID changes everything. And like everybody on the planet right now who's, who's been any way affected by COVID, which I don't think there's anybody that hasn't, no. has experienced some shift in your priorities. That's why we're seeing the great resignation. That's why we're seeing labor shortages and things of that nature. And I'm in that too. Uh, I love what I do. And I love helping people start businesses and stop wasting their time on the things that they don't have to do. Like, you do not need to be an Instagram influencer to be a successful freelancer. You do not need to be making cold calls to be a successful consultant. Like there are so many ways to build a business. It's not even funny. Um, but the biggest issue is you getting started and having the confidence to take the action. Mm, couldn't have said it better myself. All right, Kate. I mean, you're, you're doing the thing. That's one of the, that's one of the things I love about our show is I get to talk to people who are out there making it happen. You are not only reaching your own six figure business, but you're helping so many people uh, reach their level of success. So I want to encourage our audience, go to www.sixfigurefreelancer.com. There's a lot of nice training there. It's like, I always say, look, all you got to do is change that little bit of mindset. You go in, you learn something new, you get just a little click in your mind. You're like, oh, that's interesting. And then put it into action. Like, it's really that simple. You're going to suck yes. at first. When we started the podcast, episode one, go listen. It's not very good. I'm telling you right now, it's horrible. But I got better over time. We got better at our marketing, the way we display the show, the way we talk to, uh, to our guests, the way we do everything from getting them on board to sending them emails, text messages. It all develops over time. So just take the action and you'll see a better result over time. Kate, you were awesome. Uh, we're huge on video testimonials. Uh, I am sure you've been on podcasts before. You've probably done a couple uh, keynote speaking type stuff. What was your experience like on the business bros? This is a lot of fun. Uh, it was a great conversation and, and hopefully some people got some value. You guys are high energy uh, and I love that. So Super thank you very much. Yeah. All right, ladies and gents. That's it. That's all we got for you guys today. And I forgot to tell you, it is my favorite day of the week. S-H-I-T. So happy it's Thursday. We'll see you guys again next time. Peace out, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csburst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.